Welcome to Burn After Noticing, the Burn Notice podcast where two guys who've never seen the show are watching the show. We've made it up to season two, episode nine, a point in time I would have never thought of a year ago, and kind of we are at a point in time I never would have thought of a year ago, so that's kind of fitting. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Josh, with the other post, Paul. That's me. I'm Paul. Hey. That's him. He's I'm probably going to be distracted playing Animal Crossing. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm definitely not fishing right now as you're uh, introducing me. I want to know if you get better or worse if you, in fishing if you podcast. So if you I don't catch know. more, please let us know. If I'm better at Animal Crossing and the podcast is worse, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Well, I mean, it might bump our podcast even further up the charts because if you're on any sort of social media, I'm sure you can't escape Animal Crossing. Hey, it is trending, and that's what I like to do. I like to follow the trends. I'm an influencer. Um, you know, I like to uh, stay with the hottest trends, what all the cool people are doing, and keep my uh, my my beat on the pulse. Yeah, and I mean, somebody who's kind of done just that and cultivated a bunch of cool people into his rod dog uh, cult. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe not call it a cult. Maybe that's a little too close to the bug main. But he's our guest for this week. You might know him as the number one audience member on the American Arts and Culture Review podcast on the Forever Dog Network, which is not Buzzcast, but it's still a good network. And we'd love to introduce Rodney Barry to the podcast. Rod, how are you doing? Rod! Oh, oh I am do- I'm just doing great. I'm having such a fun time. <laughs> are you are you having a fun really? time you know it's it's great that you're having fun I, there's nothing going on right now that's like a mass historical <laughs> event or anything that's like causing you know despair around the world or anything so it's good that's good no, i'm great. just i'm just doing my regular thing delivering groceries no, just no. chilling and having a I'm nice sure that hasn't changed at all yep grocery <laughs> delivery just a very regular job with no extra risks associated with it or anything right now no, so no, no. that's great <laughs> this is for when they listen to the podcast a few years from now. This isn't dated. Yeah, yeah this, they're not going to be able to understand what was. It's happening. for the it's for the archives. Yeah, <laughs> Rod, how are you? Thanks. Has changed everybody's lives, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Then not really. So yeah, jokes aside, how are you? Uh, how are things? Are you staying safe? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to stay safe, but I do still have to work, which which doesn't feel as safe as I'd like, but. Yeah, and totally understandable. You know, you you really are genuinely doing a very brave thing. That uh, you know, uh, history. Uh, you're going to be on the right side of history, um, <laughs> whether or not uh, you're being talked about it enough right now. Genuinely, that's that's that comes from the heart, man. Um, I'm really hoping that somebody will talk about me. They'll write about me in the history book. Uh, I was well, thinking, gonna, yeah, you're going to get in the textbook. Well, that's that's where that's where we come in. It's going to start with Burn After Noticing, the number one Burn Notice podcast. It's sort of about Burn Notice. That's why well, you're this here. Is, this has um, to be the rise of podcasts and streams now. Like This is where this is like the industrial revolution of that. <laughs> it is our time. It's our time. Yeah, this is going to be like, I mean, the amount of people trying to work for podcasting and, and streaming, I think it is... It is kind of a revolution right now. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a great medium uh, when you're indoors. You can do it from home. Uh, we're all, you know, in our respective uh, uh, places around the country. Don't have to make any contact for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm no only hand. touching myself. I rest yep. assured. Podcasting is one industry where you don't have to shake a lot of hands to get ahead. So that's very helpful. Well, I mean, it it depends. Very it d- true. depends where you are. You get to shake Mr. Podcast's hand sometimes. Yes, sometimes you, you know. Have to, meet. to to move up to the Buzzcast Network, you got to do a lot of glad handing. You know, we have, we go to the uh, Shake and I. We go to the Buzzcast uh, cocktail parties. Uh, you know, we glad hand. We uh, we hobnob. We schmooze mm-hmm, once in a mm-hmm. while. We're known for an occasional schmooze here and there. 
Uh, we walk up to the bar and we order things like a Tom Collins. I don't know anything about it or what it is. I just oh, order fine. one. I mean, I love Tom Collins. That's why I would. That's, that's why I get them. That. That's why I get them. Josh orders one, and I'm like, me too. Sure. Yeah. I'll get on. You know, have what he's having. Everyone believes me that I know what's in it, and I just kind of go, <laughs> and I pull my glass up, you know, and uh, it's all great. That's why. That's how we're becoming the number one podcast uh, about Burn Notice and the number one fifty five movies and TV podcast in Japan. Wow. So you guys I know. are up there. We're charting. I didn't. That's cool. I hope maybe we can get some fans in Japan now. That'd be that'd be some good news. I think. Big shout outs. Yeah, yeah. We all the love <laughs> to all of our listeners in Japan that made us the number one fifty five movies and TV podcast. Thank do you. Do you guys so much. know how many listeners you have in Japan? I do not. I see. So so this has like analytics to it, but I'm never sure because like I checked one episode and I only saw like two downloads from Japan, and I'm like, that's. Interest. I'm like, is that accounting for everything? I would like so to I... thank both of our Japanese listeners. <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah. Yes, a big arigato to you. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, you're going to pander to them. They're not going to like that. That's our Japanese, saying, our Japanese saying thank you to somebody like isn't pandering. That's thanking somebody. I'm. I can't, see. That's like I when try you to go be to sincere a, for no. one goddamn podcast. All right, say, you know what? Uh, it just Sam Max's me. penis. All right. Is that what you want? Is that what you people want? I have, it triggers me because my my dad at like Mexican restaurants will be like he never uses Spanish but he'll be like gracias and he'll just like oh bust boy. out what two Jap- or Spanish words that he knows. Oh wow! <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. please don't do that. Yeah, that's all. That's never good. The, the Pete Buddha judge Spanish. Yes, it's oh, that's what it reminded me of. So apologies. Uh, me <laughs> me lamo Peter. Oh perfect! That's <laughs> just great pronunciation. Yeah, that's uh, that's how they teach it at Quantico. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, uh, speaking of Quantico, uh, we are watching Burn Notice. A yeah, show famously about people. Featured. Well, they're adjacent he... to the CIA, so I think at some point, I feel like we're getting Quantico at some point. They mentioned. Does he it. watch the show Quantico in the in Burn Notice? I don't know if Quantico existed yet. I don't oh. think it came around until after. I think that's later. I don't know when was Quantico. I, have, I don't remember. No yeah, and that's one I admittedly didn't see, and I've seen a lot of TV, so that must have sucked. A uh, lot of times, like a TV show is just like a billboard that I remember. I, like, I don't, so, yes. That's, so that's a, a great way to kind of uh, start off what we like to do with our guests. So uh, we asked you to come along and, and watch an episode of Burn Notice with us. We're watching Season 2, Episode 9 of Burn Notice. It is titled Good Soldier. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, so what we like to ask our guests uh, to kick it off is uh, what is your experience with the USA Network classic show Burn Notice? Had you seen it? Uh, What's your familiarity with it? What did you know about it uh, prior to us asking you to come on this podcast? Uh, I had not seen it and I truly had I knew nothing about it. So so (laughs) I know prior billboards or anything. No, nothing. It's like just blank for me. I can't think of anything about it. So, so when we said, hey, we got this podcast about Burn Notice, and we want you to watch an episode of Burn Notice, your thought is basically, okay, what the fuck is Burn Notice? <laughs> yeah, more or less. I just... Uh... Oh, right on. Cool. <laughs> Rad. That might be like the ground floor. I don't know if we've ever had somebody with like I zero think, familiarity. I think you are officially the least knowledgeable Burn Notice guest <laughs> that we've had, which, great. I love it. Even these like... Even the people in it, other than Bruce Campbell, like they look like fake TV stars. Like they don't seem like. (laughs) (laughs) That is so accurate. It because like I'm with you in that regard, where it's like Bruce Campbell was literally the only face I recognize. And even when they would bring in other guest like people, I'm like, I don't know who that is either. 
it's a that guy fest of a show, and this this episode was definitely like the the guy who was like the guy in this show was definitely like that guy. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. The guy who was the guy is like that guy. You know what I'm saying? They all look like you know, the you, know you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Brand. Yeah, yeah. They're the grocery store brand of like another actor or actress. You're like, uh, it's kind um, of who that is, but I don't know who that is. Oh yeah, I wrote him down as a uh, low rent Matthew Broderick. <laughs> oh okay you know what for the, uh, the first connection i ever made with nate i'll get into that later no 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 looks, not the looks... bad guy is low rent matthew roderick i'm sorry campbell i put campbell as low rent matthew oh roderick. fiona's boyfriend fiona's boyfriend, boyfriend campbell oh i love <laughs> the whole boyfriend thing was very weird to me we will get into that that's something we're going to dive into <laughs> yes, um, so okay. it's something we're going to catch you up with since you don't have a whole lot of knowledge of the show uh, and to start off every episode, uh, if you watch this, uh, you know, whatever outlet you use, they have a little recap, kind of a little catch you up. Here's what the show is before the episode starts. Did you see that? Yeah, they did teach me about what being burned was. Why, right. Why he's on burn notice. So that's that's <laughs> our that's our next question to you. Was that 30 second intro to get the episode started? Was that enough for you to kind of get up to speed? Uh, you know, I think mostly I don't like I don't know what questions I would have about this. Like if you were a spy, <laughs> did you get enough like, intel? Yeah, and I, he does kind of just tell, teach you about spying a little bit as you go, so that's nice. Oh, yeah, this is like how to spy one-on-one, this show. And definitely like but, ground floor course. And I got, I got, I definitely have some thoughts on the narration in this episode because, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, it's very narrative-heavy or narration-heavy all the time. Some episodes more than others. This one definitely seemed like it had Heavy more. and just fucking yeah. overwritten. God uh-huh. damn it. I'm <laughs> already like mad I've about become this numb to it. You seem like you're picking it up more than... Like, this just seemed like a whatever. No, this episode sort of made me mad, so I think as we get into it, I might like have escalating <laughs> levels of rage as we go through this one. I'm going to do my best. Um, so we're going to open the episode up with uh, some more recon, right? Sam and Mike, which this is what gave me promise. I thought this was going to be just like a, a Sam and Mike buddy episode, like a two-hander. And oh, I love a good two-hander. I love a good two-hander. Uh, you know, you got to have one for the, you know, and the other for, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Actually, I, some of our listeners might not. So please expand on that. Okay, so that's about jacking off. So uh, <laughs> one of them cups the, the shaft of the dick and the other is the balls. Josh. Oh, sweet! That's nice. So that's okay. a joke about dick and balls. I was thinking like ice cream cones. Like no, no, no that was. See, cone. you asked me to explain the joke, and then I had to talk about dick and balls. Now, is that what uh, you wanted? You I mean, I just wanted cone. to make sure, like, people might not know. Like, I thought ice cream. Other people could think, like, I don't know. Good two hander could be like a good. You're shaking a tree in Animal Crossing with two shaking hands. a tree in Animal Crossing. You're with really two. trying to, yeah, trying to get the nuts down. Trying to get the nuts. Yeah, you got to. You got to get those. You gotta well, get he was too. talking about trying to get the nuts. Something. You got to use one hand to cup the to for the grab the branch and the other hand to cup the nuts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, uh, we're, you asked. <laughs> I mean, I, I asked for the listeners. I want to look out for the listeners. For the listeners. Yes. So listeners, you're welcome. Uh, any uh, comments on that? You can email us uh, burnafternoticing at gmail.com. So. We start the episode off with some recon. It's Mike and Sam. They're like looking uh, at like you know the building with the key cards from last week. Uh, they're trying to find their sniper and like where is he going and what's he doing and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, they're like going th- uh, like through the building. Like Mike is into the building, uh, and they find out it's like a sniper perch, right? So it's like a like a Stephen Paddock situation. Yeah, he got it set up on the table. Yeah, yeah. So he's in the room. He's he. Yeah, gets, so he, like that's, the, when, 
that's a spy thing we learn right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. He tell he does this really long thing about uh how being a spy and <laughs> getting You actually don't want the purge. What you do know, you want man. to be inside the building. Because oh, it like masks. There like, was so the much like overwritten and... narration in this one that I like jumble all the ones together <laughs> and it's like uh go inside so you don't see a muzzle flash. Uh uh-huh. and then also there's something about uh uh the the brakes on cars and how they work at one point, or like the stabilization systems. Like that's the shit oh, got yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, and the car chase. <laughs> yeah, man. It was just too much. But all of it does seem like such bullshit where you're like, there's no way any of this is really true. It's like it was like uh, those local news stories where the uh the writer has to like get a certain word count in. So they're just like explaining what things are and what they do that are like sort of adjacent to the story, just to, like fill up space. Well, I think they're worried that if they don't if they don't fill up enough time, they're going to have to edit more shots of just Miami into the into the show. This was Miami heavy. This was a chicks in bikinis episode, definitely. Uh, yeah, like, because they're always looking on. at the pool. They're, he's like always looking at the pool. Yes, yeah. one of my notes early on is, oh, it's one of these episodes. One <laughs> <laughs> of those pool episodes. I knew exactly. That's, it was as soon as we started seeing Carla by the pool, I was like, okay, this is what we're in for this week. God damn it. Um, <laughs> But Carla, hey, Carla's in here. Carla's we back. Were, we've been so, wondering where the hell she was. Yeah, Carla's been gone since what episode two? Yeah, she's season? been gone for like seven episodes. Yeah, so Carla, Rodney, uh, she's and Michael. Okay. Ex- or, 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 I'm sorry, Sam does a really good job explaining it and says, "Yes, oh, Mike, your burn notice, ladies here." Yeah, the title of the show, the lady yep. is here. Yep, your and burn notice, knew. lady is here. So she's if this there. Is your she first looked... time tuning in. Yep. So num- <laughs> exactly. num- number six has returned. She looks great. <laughs> Uh, she's she's ready to do, to do more uh, spy work or whatever the hell she does. We're still not really totally sure. Um, so there, uh, Mike's or Sam's drinking a mojito. There's that part. <laughs> okay, I was There's like, a, where are you part. going with that? I don't know. Sam's drinking a mojito. He's, that's a, he's always drinking. He's, I don't fucking yeah. know anything that happened in this one. Do you okay? Well, so they're he's using. Uh, they found out where Carla's staying. It's at a hotel. They're like scoping it out at the pool. They're like, is is she saying anything? No, she's not saying anything in the open. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go, uh, fucking get go home for some reason. You're you right. I don't know why he went home. someone tries to pick up the thread of this episode, we immediately <laughs> lose it. This episode was bullshit. At some point, he goes home and he runs into Fiona and Campbell, the boyfriend. That's all I know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why see? he went home, but he nobody could keep the thread of this. Fucking episode. Uh, you know what? That is true because going into this, um, so Rod too. There's always like the over the overarching plot of like the burn notice, and then there's always like a case of the week. Yeah. And I was really gonna hope to lean on you of what the fuck started the case of the week or like what it was about because honestly, uh, I had to like piece it together as I was watching so, it. So so here's let me do my best here. So here's what I got. <laughs> uh, so Campbell, Fiona's boyfriend, right? Who looks like low rent Matthew Broderick. Uh, yeah. He, He's an ambulance driver guy, right? So one of his ambulance guy calls that he picks is up is this dude who got beat up real bad. Um, so the guy who got beat up like doesn't go to the cops, and Campbell's like, well, why didn't you go to the cops? And it's like, you know, it's complicated. So then Campbell's like, oh, well, you know, my girlfriend is an ex-IRA person who knows spies and shit, so I guess I'll just ask her to help. And he does, right. and then he's like, "Oh, Mike and Fiona, can you like talk to this dude?" And that's how we start. That's who our side quest of the week. That's the guy with the exclamation point over his head this week. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's very video gaming because it, we're all we're all gamers here. We're all game streamers. Semper Games. So, 
I mean, by by playing Animal Crossing 12 hours a day makes me a gamer, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. It truly didn't really make much. It didn't. I couldn't understand why he got this mission from this guy or like what kind of money they're making or like they're not. So there's another thing to to do. They never take the fucking money or they just do jobs pro bono for no reason. They're just like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. We're not charging you. It's fine. No, it's all good. Don't even worry about it, dude. Oh. But like in the beginning, they do make a note to say that they take all your money. So it's like we're supposed to assume that this guy has like nothing and he's trying to. Yeah, yeah. When you're burned, you got got nothing. No cash, no credit, no job history. We've brought this up a lot because we're always like, how are they affording any of this? Yeah, yeah. There's multiple. There's been multiple times where they've been paid a bunch of money and then they just straight up give it back. Uh, that's happened in like a bunch of episodes. Yeah, seeming, uh, I think they did like last none of them week. are on a payroll, so it's like we really don't know how they're getting any of this money. We say he steals from his mom's purse, basically. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, just taking sense. money right out of Madeline's purse. Poor lady. That's why. That's speaking why he of gets robbing, so upset. Speaking of robbing Madeline, <laughs> fucking Nate is back. This fuck. That's, that's the brother, right? That's the brother, Nate. So Weston. he looks like uh, like an even douchier Rob Lowe to me. I come to realize. I was yeah, like, clean shaven oh. Nate. Yeah, definitely. I, yes. I will say, clean shaven Nate has even more cocaine energy than goatee Nate. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know how that even happened, but for somehow he even like looks like he's in a worse state than when he's when he's clean shaven. So we so hate the nice brother. Touch. If you haven't picked up on this, yeah, <laughs> I wanted no, to like Nate it. a bunch of times, but he just fucking. He's such a little shit, man. And now he's fucking hitting up uh, Madeline for... She literally takes a lean out on the house so he can start a limo company. <laughs> guys, guys, we all know... We all have like a friend of high, from high school that either they did it or their friend or cousin or uncle did it where <laughs> yeah, they're the big fail guy and they started the limo company and we all know how it goes. <laughs> this is exactly yeah, what's happening gonna... here. It's not going well. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, this has disaster late, written all over. Later it. in the episode, he does get so excited to get fifty dollars. Yes, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. He man. sniffs it. <laughs> Nate is not doing well. This is not a good time to start a limousine company using the equity from your mother's house. You can't be that excited about fifty dollars. You just can't. No, no, <laughs> not when you're the CEO of business. Absolutely not. Yeah, that that was so funny. He just he really his eyes light up, and I was thinking like it was a roll, but then he does just like pull the fifty, and it's like no, that was it. And why then, why would he put the fifty in an envelope? That was uh that was the actor. That's Seth another Peterson's thing. Set. Why would you put fifty dollars in like a Manila envelope? Uh, that was actually the actor Seth Peterson's salary for the day of shooting. <laughs> go ahead and go home now. You did that was, good. That was that was you Seth get Peterson's one pass through at the craft services table, and then you have to leave. <laughs> He's like got he's sneaking sneaking potato salad sandwiches like into his uh into his bag. Did you just say potato salad sandwiches? I don't know, maybe egg salad sandwiches. I don't know, maybe he likes potatoes. Potato salad know. sandwich sounds okay. I would you eat that it. actually. I've never heard that, but you I'm can like, do yeah. it. You ever you okay. have potato salad? You have bread? Fucking do it. I'm not the weird one here. Okay. Mm. Okay, yeah, I am probably. I, I probably am. Just calm down. It's okay. You know, I wanted to say egg salad sandwiches, but I don't really like egg salad that much, so I went with something I like personally you know <laughs> i'd right, eat man, it ain't no problem you're eat it. <laughs> we, we i think agree. I, you're not the weird i'm one. sorry i brought it up <laughs> i think i made a strong enough case that now both of you would eat one so you know after this make a potato salad sandwich i mean hey, if you're at home if you're at home make yourself a potato salad sandwich uh take a picture of it send it to us you can tag us at burn notice pod uh show us your potato salad sandwich 
<laughs> Hashtag potato salad sandwich because I doubt that's in use. Yep, we're gonna do uh, potato yeah. salad sandwiches. Yep. Yeah, well, speaking Hashtag of like weird names for things, I mean, like earlier too, the boyfriend hands. He's like, I got you a yogurt drink. Who the fuck calls yeah. it a yogurt drink? Wouldn't he have oh, said that's smoothie? Another thing. So the with the boyfriend and Fiona when they walk in. And then she like immediately sexually lays on his bed. <laughs> yep. Yes. This is just Fiona. That's just that's the energy that she's. She bringing. is very horny. She's she's bringing that energy character. literally constantly. Rod, it never turns off. They also she used to does date not have by the way too. I don't know if they made that super clear. Wait for what? I was just saying to him, Michael, the main Burn Notice guy, and Fiona used to date, and this yeah. is like the first season where they're not, so I think she's trying to... Oh, yeah, they don't make, make that him. clear at all. They definitely aren't like very ma- obviously making it like, uh, oh, Michael, are you jealous? We just fucked. Hee, 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 hee. Well, she has a lot of weird... Okay, there's another moment here. She has a lot of weird emotions. This is a lot of... This episode truly does have some of the weirdest moments of any episode I've seen. It does. It does. Uh, <laughs> oh, it definitely wow. does. So, Rada, like, if you're fucking like, perplexed, we are too. No, absolutely. Just like... Just... Just in, feels insane. Like I yeah, can't no, like we're, figure out we're what burgeoning bird notice show. experts. We're becoming bird notice experts, and we fucking both just lost the thread on this one. Man. <laughs> I started watching it again, like just before we started, because I was like, I don't remember anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> it That's was, why uh, we truly try to watch it right before we record. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is like this. You know, this is a show about like it has peaks and valleys, and we talk about that a lot. This episode was like a forgettable episode, besides a couple of key moments that are going to carry over, which we'll get to towards the end. But like the the B plot of this was just fucking useless. Like it just yeah, it, nothing like, mattered. Like it, no, there were no stakes. I didn't care about any of these people. Like any no. of like, the people involved, I didn't give a shit what happened to them. Like the guy was like a Venezuelan oil guy is gonna kidnap some guy's daughter to like do some uh, corporate espionage. I, I truly don't know why the kidnapping was gonna happen. That was, was one thing I was, was like, like please and then, tell like, me. Like they had uh, Michael doing some like Denzel Washington man on fire shit where he's like driving the the lady around. Yeah, and she kind of wants to fuck him, but like everybody wants to fuck Mike in this show. Also, that's another another thing. Everybody wants to bone Mike. It's, I mean, it it was strange. In 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 a show that (laughs) stars Bruce Campbell, everybody wants to fuck Mike. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly, you'd be like that is a total mishandling of the character. Although we, you know, uh, uh, the magic of Bruce does come in at one point when he uh, is gathering intel and he tells Mike that he uh, banged the head of the like uh, hotel staff or whatever to get it, and was like, the "Oh, things yeah, yeah. I had to do to her, Michael. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it." This is the second time in as many weeks that uh, Sam has used his dick to gather intelligence. That's true. Yeah, he's been yeah. using it a lot lately. I mean, he's single now. Uh, Veronica kicked him out. Uh, she took his Cadillac away, and you know, he's when the when the cat's away, the mice will play, baby. Oh, that's actually one thing I did. I kind of did like about the show is everybody's car is just a little bit dirty. Yeah, yeah, the cars are you know, lived you, in and normal. That's true. You know, I don't feel like you see that in TV shows, but every car is like dirty. Well, Sam used to have this really nice Cadillac, like CTS, um, uh-huh. that his girlfriend was paying for, but then they broke up, so she took it and he got a Buick. Oh, okay, that so makes now sense. So now we got the spy Buick. It's a very uh, popular spy vehicle I've seen in a lot of spy movies and television, the Buick. <laughs> Buick LeSabre. Right? Is that a oh, LeSabre? Yeah. Uh, I, I truly am not a car person. I don't so know. These I, words mean nothing. I had, a, to me. I had an old Buick once, and it was pretty cool. I know it's like the Buick. It's like it's like what you would use for like a black car or whatever. 
Right. Okay. Like that's the, like, that's nice... like the car you use to pick up somebody from the airport. And uh, just a nice, reliable automobile, you know? Yeah. It's Good like reliable. maybe a step up from just like a regular sedan. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, uh, what would you, like a, a full sedan? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Full sedan for a full man, Michael. <laughs> that's a good line. That's a better line than any line from probably this episode. Probably. Yeah, there, there were, there were, there were, there were like not really any good Sam one-liners besides, um, oh, the mojito two, line. Two. Oh, yeah. The, I, the, I'm drinking a good mojito. Uh, when he called Carla tall, blonde, and evil. Uh, I like no, he, that. There's there's one part where the, he says, uh, "Go go easy on those mojitos," and he's yes. like, "They always go easy on me." Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, that was the good one. I liked that one. I too love a mojito. So everybody's I, getting. I, feel you. <laughs> I was just to say everyone was getting shit faced in this episode because he has to play like a drunk person. Yes, this is an episode about functioning alcoholism. I loved his, I loved his drunk acting. Like it was me too. Actually, it was like interesting. <laughs> This is the second time this season that uh, Jeffrey Donovan has shown off his acting chops. Like the first season and a lot of this, se- like this past season, like he just hasn't really done much besides just be this Michael Weston character, which is just like such a straight man uh, as your mm-hmm. main character. There's not really a whole lot there, but yeah, this and then an episode a couple weeks ago where he played like this kind of like a uh, like sort of bumpkiny type dude. Um, great, just great job. <laughs> Well, it's a great job, but also it made me always question. So he's trying to buddy up with the kidnapper so that he'll get hired on to do like the job for the kidnapping so he can thwart it. Um, what makes him think a reliable hire is a dude who's drunk 24 seven? Well, that's that's the point, Josh. So that's that's the whole deal of it. That he's supposed to be a patsy, right? So they, Michael is looking vulnerable intentionally and being oh, the drunk is, guy. Okay, because so I was like... What so the then the fuck? guy thinks like, oh, well, he's just a drunk idiot. I can use him, you know? Yeah. This that makes a lot more sense. He's done before. Yes. So, and he does the whole thing about how to like drink without getting drunk and spill your drinks and order and let your ice melt and all this bullshit. Like, this, like all those little, it's like all those things like your, your cousin tells you like, oh yeah, dude, if you drink like three pots of coffee, you're totally sober. You could pass a breathalyzer test. <laughs> you just use spearmint gum. Yeah, bro. Just take a shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be fine. That sounds right to me. Absolutely. Did you know that if you like put two pennies in your mouth, you can like beat a breathalyzer test? That, that is that rocks. what people say? There's like a thing about that, but yeah, it's like, there's all kinds of old myths about that uh, bullshit. I mean, today now more than ever, it'd be like handling money seems like the most disgusting thing ever now. Well, yeah, never. I literally won't touch money without. Which is why now, when so. Nate sniffed that fifty, I mean, in today's lens, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Not a lot of social distancing in movies <laughs> and television uh, of the past. Now it'll never Speaking be able that, to look though, at the same again. There's a handy tip, though, I guess, to, like, pass the time or just make the situation seem better. They were talking about, like, you know, spy surveillance uh, can be, like, the most boring or heavy thing because you're just eating and, like, staring. Like, that could be fun, though. Let's frame quarantine as, like, spy surveillance. Just pretend that you're on a stakeout. Isn't that what this podcast is? We're playing the long con. We're doing our intel right now. We're intelligence gathering, and uh, we're we're, uh, debriefing with our listeners. No, that no, seriously. Uh, wow. Like, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> just pretend it <laughs> was pretend. really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so trying. Okay. I'm trying. Pull on my car like Letterman over here. <laughs> Wait, Rod, what were you saying? Do you guys feel like you are better spies now that, that you've watched this for a, a season and a half or whatever? Absolutely. <laughs> no question about it. I could literally go do recon. I could find Ghislaine Maxwell right now. 
No, oh, only wow. because if I went outside, said, if I was allowed to go outside, I could find Ghislaine right now. <laughs> the knowledge, I, like you said, like you'll forget anything that happens. So for me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't remember. All I know is, I guess, one thing from last week, it's like use laundry blue for like staining documents. Yeah, use laundry blue to stain documents. Um, I don't know. We could go back to the archives and figure out how to make <laughs> a bomb. yawning. You're just like clearly uh, fuck this so up. enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to figure out where I, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to hide my debit card in, in my, uh, like in the hinges of my door or whatever. It's very brave of you to think debit cards are still going to work in a couple of months. <laughs> Oh well, I'm gonna hide. I got. It. I have all my cash in gold bullion under my mattress. Come and take it, Molan Lab. <laughs> I'm willing to defend my castle. Okay. Uh, look, if I just get fifty dollars, I'm set. If you come. Oh well, that's the magic number, right? <laughs> that magic number, fifty dollars. Oh, it's real. I would love if every job the Weston gang from now on just paid fifty dollars. Just every time they just got fifty bucks. I just that's all they were looking for. I mean, when he first looked at it, I was like, okay, there's got to be more money in the envelope. I mean, wasn't <laughs> right. uh, wasn't uh, Sam's bar tab really expensive in that one scene, too? He threw oh. way more money at Sam. Yeah, he threw like a wad of 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah that had to have been at least $100 there. So, like, what's even, how far is your 50 going to go, Nate? <laughs> Fucking Nate. Uh, what is Fucking you Nate. So, yeah, that's so that's our B plot is Mike's playing this alcoholic guy. Uh, who is going to like be the security driver so he can like thwart this kidnapping plot. Problem is, no matter how much Mike sucks and no matter how bad he fumbles or fucks up, uh, this dude just keeps trying to go along with the job. So it just you know keeps stretching out and stretching out and stretching out. Um, and this is just a, a, a collection of scenes of, uh, of Mike acting drunk and be like, I can't do it. I can't kidnap the girl. And the guy's right. like, no, no, you're going to kidnap this girl. You're going to kidnap the girl. And he's like, I'm not going to kidnap the girl. And then he's like, you're going to kidnap the girl. It and that's the whole, that's, that's like 30 he, minutes of the episode. He gets a good hit on him. And then, then he becomes, he gets, re, he finds religion. Yes. There's a part really where he does the Bible. Kidnap the girl. Yeah. But also too, like what makes him think that this is a good plan? Because like clearly, okay, he's trying to be the fall guy. Like what are they going to do? Call it off. They just find another person. And that's, well, it's funny you should mention that Josh. It's weird that you bring that up because it's exactly what happened. That's what he does. Like, how the fuck? He's the super spy. Would you not think, like, oh, I'll just be a dumbass and he'll just call it off? Because it'd be like, clearly, this is the only person who could do the job. Yep, only I one. Need... There's only one candidate. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You truly need a huge dumbass to do this. It's the only way you could possibly yep. get pull this off. Well, they should have had. If, yeah. Then he should have had Nate do it. Ooh. <laughs> what? That's okay. This would have been a great twist to the episode. That's who he finds. Like, what if he got Nate to do it? Or what if he just used Nate as like, yeah, he was like, Nate, listen, if you want to, if you want to let mom, uh, you know, mortgage your house, then you have to go be this like dipshit guy and like be the patsy for it. That would have been a more interesting episode. That too. Or like when Michael's playing. He just is. Yeah, exactly. Just go be yourself, Nate. (laughs) Yeah. The light bulb should have went off. Be like, oh, wait, I know just the guy. Yeah, Nate, you, you do you, homie. Especially Go because off, it's like he, they needed they needed to cart the girl around, right? Limo that plays in, ah, like yeah, it's that's perfect. It works it works too well, and that's why they had to do something different <laughs> than that. Yeah, they're like they were shooting it. It was in the first draft, and they were like, you know what? No, that's too good. What? Stop, no, back yeah. it up. Jesus. No, we have to go with Jesus. Sorry, this episode is good. We don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, like, Matt Nix wrote this so... one too, so the the showrunner has no one to blame but himself on this one. 
Oh, the showrunner wrote this one. Okay. The showrunner wrote this one. Also, let's see. I'm, I'm... There's a couple more. The creator. Actually, the director has a couple of interesting credits. No, as a oh, director, really? he doesn't. No, no, his, di- <laughs> his directing credits aren't that interesting. He has a producer credit on Behind Enemy Lines, which I thought was kind of interesting. But other than that, also, okay. Grace and Frankie, that one show. He's worked on Halt and Catch Fire, which I hear is good, but uh, you know, did, he didn't do as much to prove himself to me uh, in this episode. That's for sure. This, this show also feels like it's 100 years old. This episode <laughs> did. It feels like it's like from a different time. Like I can't figure out like why. Well, I mean, to be fair, 2008 was a very different time. Yeah, I guess you're right. We I mean, remember we had like... hope. Remember we had hope and change. <laughs> that was hope. Oh, that's when I first moved to LA. That's weird. There was hope. There was change. You know, everything was going good. And then it Jeez. wasn't. Yeah, totally. No, everything. Uh, and then it wasn't. Now everything's better, and everything's and going well, even well, better now. So with Jesus, everything is better. This everything is was so much worse. Now everything's us. way better, and we're happy about it. We wow. think it rocks. I just, that's so crazy to think this came out in two thousand eight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> isn't that I mean, wild? It it is of its time. Like it is a late aughts show, and it feels every bit of it for the most part. Because it's like not like quite when TV decided to be like to look good like movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The game it's of like Breaking Bad and Dexter just started. Was, this was going on like at the same time as Dexter and Breaking Bad, which is like what was just kicking that off, right? Yeah, like Breaking Bad and Mad Men kind of stuff, like kind of yep. yep. started TV shows like, oh, TV shows can look good. Yeah, USA <laughs> kind of at, was always always stuck to its formula. You know, this is this is the type of TV you got from USA Network. It was Burn Notice, it was Monk, it was Psych, it was Suits. You know, it's all that stuff. One word right. shows. Yep. Oh, and Royal Pains <laughs> that has two. Royal Pains is the one that gets two. That well, yeah, that was I was gonna bring that up too because like how many of those prestige television shows had a, a an actress go on to marry a royalty? Oh, that's true. Just well, oh. the one we know of. Only the one, I think. Just so the that's one. Pretty prestige. I think. Interesting. That's prestige right there. That is prestige. I've never, I've never even thought about watching like a USA series before. Yeah. Same. No, this is my first. Um. Yeah. Besides, besides WWE, I don't think there's any like USA Network series I've ever watched. It always like, seems Monday like Night the Raw cornier of the basic cable ones, right? Like TNT and FX. They always had like more. It seemed like more serious ones, and these are like the dopey ones on USA. Yeah, well, yes. remember characters. Characters welcome. It is. They are just serious characters. But this, the, the main guy, he's not really a character. He's just like kind of handsome spy. Well, remember he's doing a bunch of different characters within the episodes, like his like right. his drunk guy in this one. But it's like so Monk, he's welcoming Monk, a I variety. understand why Monk. I understand why Monk is a character. Monk is certainly a character. But like, I don't know why. I don't know his name. <laughs> Michael, uh, Michael is a character. <laughs> He well, just is a, I would he's a say handsome guy. I would say Sam Axe is a character. Like Bruce he's Campbell's surrounded, a character. He's surrounded by yeah. characters, but I agree, Rod. Like the he as a main guy, he's really not nothing really distinguishes him as like a character. Yeah, the main character isn't like too much of a character compared to the other characters. Yeah. I definitely I'm, think that Truly, the show should be about Bruce Campbell. <laughs> well, if you're ever interested, there is a TV movie that centers all around his character. Okay, yeah, I would maybe watch that. It's something we're going to get to at, at one point. It's called The Fall of Sam Axe. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's yeah that seems way better yeah i, I it heard will, it's like burn yeah. notice fans say it fucking rocks so i'm very excited about it well burn notice fans also think probably this episode rocks so um, how, how much you know, can we trust them? maybe well yeah, well you, actually well we're, we're gonna talk about that probably at the end of the episode fans right? do think bird notice rocks uh well here's the thing <laughs> i think a lot of stuff that happens in burn like I, you can hear episodes where I think Burn Notice rocks. Like there's that. Like last okay. week, I thought last week episode rocked. Okay. Yeah, last episode was way better. Last week's episode was way better, and we were just like getting into talk, and we talked about this kind of extensively last week that the show was like uh, starting to like peak uh, this season after like a couple of rough episodes in the middle part of this season, and we were like, oh hell yeah, now it's like getting off the ground, things are speeding up. We had like two really good episodes in a row. We're all excited, and this one was just like a fucking buzzsaw. I'm glad I I'm glad I got here for this one. I yeah, guess. you really you, you <laughs> ran into a you ran into a rough one, Bud. Sometimes it happens, and it really did with you. And I got a I'm sorry. I mean, His I name's I... it's not Bud, it's Rod. It's it was almost as bad as Michael's favorite dish, which came up again uh, that Fiona cooked for him. Uh, they had like a nice little scene where they're being friends and stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, I cooked you tuna and tahini, your favorite." This oh, was a wow. thing that came up in an episode either late season one or early season Wait, two. they brought that up in this episode? Yeah, yeah. She brought up the tuna and tahini again. That's like I missed a, that. I'm that's sorry. That's no. like in the writer's Bible where they like, oh, try and bring it up again that that's his favorite dish. <laughs> yeah, the, the burn notice style guy. Uh, Got to have tuna and tahini in there. That's his character trait. <laughs> yeah. So fu- it's like I, Amy Klobuchar's hot dish. Every time I hear that, I'm like, that's fucking gross. Don't eat that. No, I don't like that. Also, a very funny thing that happens around this part of the episode, um, when Sam tells like Michael, like he gives him like the spy update on like what's going on with the main plot, and he goes, "All right, Michael, hurry up and wrap up that kidnapping thing. We got other stuff to do." <laughs> yeah, he's like, the, he's like the voice of the audience, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, wrap up this other plot. Let's get to the fucking main thing. Come on, we're done with this shit. Let's go, let's go, let's go." Yeah, I once again, Bruce Campbell speaking for the people. Why were we ever doing that other stuff? It, and they, there was no fucking payday in for it, like the other end of it or anything. Yeah. It's a big waste know. of everybody's time. Like if it's not for money or if it's not to like get closer to some character that we know, like what, why are we doing this? Because we, Michael is waste? a spy with a heart of gold and he's, he has to protect somebody's daughter. You notice this is still once again, Michael protecting someone's daughter. I think I think it really mainly was because like Fiona was like trying to pressure him. He's like, "Remember Campbell helped us the last time?" And Fiona's like, "I guess I'll do it myself." And he felt guilty, so he's like, "All right, I'll do it." Because he always like bends over for her. Yep, and okay. no no money, whatever, uh, no cash, yeah. no credit, no job history. <laughs> and uh, so and so wrapping it up quickly is something that they do. Fortunately, right? Me too. Uh, they literally wrap it up by Mike doing some jujitsu. And uh, he puts a gun to a guy's face, and then he crashes a car into another car. Whoa, hold on, though. We have to talk about the Jesus stuff. Okay, yeah, he has a Jesus monologue. Because that scene, uh, this confused me. Because so he starts, like, he's on the phone. He's like, I have to act like I'm not scared because, you know, a patsy or somebody who's not scared is, like, scares them or whatever. And so he rattles off this whole thing about like Proverbs twenty four seventeen or whatever it was, and he's like intensely staring at Fiona while he's he's reading this off, and she just starts like she's like tearing up. Yeah, yeah, it's like this weird thing where he's it's like, like what? playing the drunk character like on the phone with 
the bad guy and like doing this i came to jesus and i'm not scared anymore of you blah 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 but the whole time he's looking fiona dead in the eyes and it's supposed to serve as like a double entendre for like him also bearing his soul to fiona about like his loss leading him to not be afraid anymore and how about he's like more reckless without her essentially is like what he's trying to like say to her and then she's like oh yeah God. but it Michael was done in the me. weird biblical sense where it almost the connections were almost like way too weird and so she's just like fucking crying she's about to cry <laughs> yeah that's the and like that's the most emotion i've seen fiona show since she was like shooting something yeah so i was like i had to i was like that that blew my mind i it was, was like, a weird that's, weird scene yeah that's and, getting her emotional again they should have listened to listen to sam and wrap this shit up no, it truly should have wrapped up much quicker. And then when it finally did wrap up, I, it was I abrupt. It was abrupt. I can't figure out what. So he, 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 I, he must. He maybe killed those people with the car. <laughs> yeah, do right. Like the driver would be dead. <laughs> no, no. Because remember, they were still like writhing around. They they made sure they showed the people inside the car. But like, really, going. like he fucking full speed in an SUV <laughs> oh. into the side of a car. Well, here's the thing. Don't worry about and them not dying now because we'll get to that. <laughs> Well, he well first he fires a few rounds into the into the engine block, and then he yells, and then he puts a piece of paper on the windshield. And is like this is all your crimes. Like he went and made a Microsoft Word document. It was like, hey, these guys did crimes. Just like went and printed it up. And of course, the cops are never going to follow up on this. They're not going to do any like ballistics. They're not going to do fingerprints on that piece of paper. None of that stuff for like this guy who just did this giant felony in front of a public place. Uh, <laughs> No, there's going to the be no investigation. Yeah, yeah. There's the, no one's going to pursue him. There will be no car chase. They're not going. No one's going to say he went that way. Here's a description. There won't be any composite sketches. There's no security cameras. It's all fine. Does he drive? Does he drive away or does he just walk away? He like fucking walked away again. This is like Denzel and Man on Fire. He just walked and it's fine. Yeah, I was like the driver would be dead. I wrote that. I was like driver would be dead. <laughs> Uh, passenger probably also dead because again SUV in the side of what looked like just a regular sedan and he was flooring it. Well, so so good news about that. Uh, the driver, yeah, probably like internal bleeding, died on the way to the hospital. That would be my guess. Um, <laughs> the other guy, they mention it very clearly in the next scene that he went well accidentally, quote unquote, fell on a knife in prison and died. That's who they were taught was the bad guy. Did they say that really? Yeah, they said he fell on a knife well, in, a, I, in an accident. And they were like, oh, I, fell I feel on like a knife, I've huh? been fucking like, so this is like my mind this, has been erased. I don't remember any of this. Like this brings the murder by proxy count in this show up to like the fucking double digits, I think. Cause like they get people murdered just all the time. Yeah, well, and I mean, <laughs> when you're a super spy, you got to murder people. So I, here's sense. the thing. They don't even do it themselves. They just get people to do the dirty work for them. They just put people in positions to get murdered. It's funny because last last week's episode was all about how he didn't want to murder somebody, and this one he just fucking drove an SUV into two people. Yeah, just smashed right the fuck into it. And like, and, oh, that was the scene too. As he's driving there, like doing this big chase thing, he does this really long, really dumb, really unnecessary, overwritten monologue about how the stabilization systems in cars work, and how you can turn them on and off to like fucking. No, that was them. during the that was during the chase scene. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same that chase shit. Scene. Either way, it sucked. I, I hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> he does do. He does bad. do four of those monologues. Maybe he does five. Fuck. There's that's definitely so many. at least four of those. That's he too many. He does, he does it in the first in that scene with the gun with the, like to explain to you what a sniper perch is, and then oh, he yep. does it. He ex explains like how spies hide things or whatever. And then he does it a second time about how spies hide things, but how he looks for things that spies have hidden. 
And you guys know how spies really thing. hide things? You, you know how spies hide things? Very Now, when you're a spy, when, a high, when, a, when you are a spy and you're looking for a thing that another spy has hidden, you have to think like this. Oh, in the hotel room, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah Don't look just... in the safe. Like, they think like they do. I lost uh, every bit of all of those. They were just all gobbledygook, <laughs> just complete nonsense. Just complete My favorite nonsense. was the one at the end, though, where they're meeting up with Carla, and he's like, uh, the spy trade, they call it the Hall of Mirrors. Like, oh, that, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that one I was totally tuned out by. Like, that was when you, you, I was, like, totally numb. Yes, spies, I'm sure, call the fucking thing that they do a Hall of Mirrors. Hall uh-huh. of Mirrors. I mean, sounds right to me. The Hall of Mirrors. So, yeah, they do, they're doing some trade craft or whatever. I don't know. They wrap it up. And then all I remember at the end is the big explosion. That's all. That's that's the only thing I well, remember. Is so, so they, like, meet up and they're, like, spying on Carla and they're, like, uh, this, this, they were thinking the sniper person's going to do it and he's just, like, wait a minute. He's, like, they're probably, this is a setup. This, the sniper's probably going to the sniper place, so we need to get there now. And Carla, throughout this whole thing, looks distraught, which I was like, they, they never explained that. She, like, looks fucking scared, but then they never address it, so I was just like, all right, this is like Fiona crying. I've no, people's emotions are just weird this episode. And so then they're like, okay, um, Sam, go to the sniper's house. Maybe he's still there. Fiona, create a distraction. I'm going to steal a motorcycle and go get my key card from my house so we can go stop the sniper. Oh, yeah, that's it's a great a plan. It's a great normal plan. He teaches you how to rob a, a, or steal a motorcycle too. Yeah, that's the fifth thing that he teaches you. <laughs> that's your fifth <laughs> lesson for the show. Oh, and Just also motorcycle parts in. aren't worth as much as car parts. Yeah, right. So that's, that's why they don't do steal. security. So you could just turn a key and then kick the, the uh, fucking handlebar, and you're good to go. Kick the thing and then get, hit it, hit it, baby. You're good to go. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, get on, so get on out of here. Yes, you get a little Kate chase scene, and then that's when he's just like, you can disable the fucking. It's like built for icy roads, but you can just disable it because yeah, of course, every car lets you just button press away from disabling something that can make you fucking skid into traffic. Yeah. yeah and it, so thank you for that. I'm going to use those skills when I'm out on the streets. I'm going to do some Fast and Furious <laughs> Tokyo drifting now. I, because, I mean, again, this is a feature built in every car that you could just disable with an easy button press. Well, when, remember, uh, this is the one thing I will say. They always, they've always they done a, like a lot establishing that Michael used to boost cars as a kid, and like he's like a car thief genius. Like That's like okay. kind of where he got his start. Also, we've revisited this. Michael's a fucking superhuman. He can literally do everything. Apparently, he has a black belt in jiu-jitsu, which we just found out about when he fucking put that guy in a headlock. <laughs> he like did that guillotine choke and fucking took that one dude out when he... Uh, when like the guy, like the assassin, came up to him in this episode too, uh, we've never seen him do jujitsu. That's a whole new martial art that he's never shown off until this episode. Oh wow, what's what's he doing usually? Um, he's done all kind. He's done literally like just like karate stuff, like Krav Maga type shit, um, like all of it. Again, superhuman. He can just do yeah. everything. Um, he's an Avenger. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I mean, so, it makes sense to me. Also, one thing we found out he can do is to fucking survive explosions, maybe. Probably. I mean, there's there's five and a half more seasons of this, so he definitely survived this explosion. So he's walking up to his door. Sam calls him. He's like, Michael, stuff's went bad. The sniper's dead. They blew up his house. They put a bomb at his door. And right as he's right as he's got the bomb at his door, Michael's opening his door, and he's like, oh, shit, bomb at my door. Did, and he jumps over the thing. Didn't it seem, though, didn't it seem like he 
realized it kind of already and then way too late to like, open he's it. like there's a bomb at your door and he's like oh really and then he goes to open the door that's what it felt like yeah if yeah it felt like he got the knowledge and then he still opened it and i was like what are you doing yeah that was not a good edit they needed to kind of move that back a little bit there they did not and it looked weird so well, michael's he, apartment blows up i think michael realized that if the if his apartment didn't blow up it be suspicious, so he just might as well blow it up and try and jump away. Uh, he does like to lean into whatever's going on with the plan. So yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He never liked that apartment in the first place. To be oh. fair, okay, it seemed like a nice apartment. It was like a bug. I like their fridge club, uh, and a drug dealer's house, which he beat up the drug dealer in like the pilot or the second episode to like get the territory. Oh, good. Claimed his turf. <laughs> I do like their fridge though, Rod. Like the, the way they they open it is fun. It's that it's that weird lever. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, the, oh, okay, the, yeah, the yeah. latch on the door. It's got that weird metal door. It's a fun okay, way to open a cool. fridge. It's kind of a nice latch. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because that door is gonzo. Because that apartment is fucking blown up. <sighs> that you might as well call that puppet Fozzie Bear's friend because it's gonzo. Oh, <laughs> wow, nice, dude. You better nice. You better call it burn after noticing because it's blowing up. <laughs> wow wow i i mean this show it's not bad it's just not i just i can't imagine watching it so yeah like, the, so we need to tune in every week so we'll, we'll wrap this up by saying one this is not the end of this episode technically we got hit with the dreaded dun 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 to be continued it's a fucking surprise two-parter Oh, this is a mid-season. So I'm looking at it right now on Wikipedia, and this is like a mid-season finale. Oh, this, this oh wow! September 18th. Next episode not till January. That's why. Mm, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. So this is so this is like a big deal. So we're like, <laughs> oh, so we learned something. Okay, so it's this is the this is our cliffhanger for the mid-season yeah. finale. Um, so yeah, I guess this will be continued. So we won't we won't record another episode for six months, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's not that's not a good idea, man. We don't really don't have anything else to do right now. It's <laughs> yeah. true. Got a lot of free time on our hands. Is maybe there's a show that's like in, but that you could figure out that's like Burn Notice. That well, you, guys, I mean, you just do the podcast. <laughs> you just well, we do could a do, suit show. We could do another book. Oh fuck! No, we can't. Oh, yeah, we read. There's uh, five Burn Notice books, and we read one. Oh my god. They're bad. Uh, spoiler. They hor- well, good. the first one was horrible. What? I can't imagine what that's like. Uh, yes, it's like an can. episode, but 300 pages. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, bad. It's, it's like reading a bad episode for 300 pages. That's exactly what it's like. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> it's not I mean, good. I can imagine if they're trying to teach you this much about spying in this one episode of a TV show, that's like 44 minutes long plus like maybe – Maybe like eight minutes of like cuts of Miami and then like a long intro. Oh yeah, you gotta have some drone <laughs> shots and some weird edits and some uh, some like some reggae random music, like random music. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Oh, that's another thing is the music is truly insane. Yes, it is. Like, yes, it is. Like throughout the show, it like the the cues it does and like it's just like such like a thing. It's like almost like an eighties movie, like an eighties like comedy. Yeah, the cuts are they're they're inexplicable. 
they happen in the weirdest times. The music does not match the scene for for large parts of things. Yep. And Rod, that is saying something, knowing your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I will say, ours does the same thing. I put random fucking uh, like a weird Miami esque music throughout our podcast. <laughs> Well, that works. That's good. Yeah, it's That's a lot of fun. There's probably some notice. playing right now uh, as we're talking to our to our listeners. <laughs> yep. Now I have to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I give the people what they want. So that's the they episode. Want more we... royalty-free Caribbean music. That's right, man. Mark that here. <laughs> All right. But, so that's oh, our episode. Where uh, uh, is there anything else you want to get to within the episode, Rod? Before we wrap that up. Oh, I did because I just I wasn't thinking about the music, but there's like one scene where it's like playing like that guitar like guitar and horde music when he's like dropping the girl off at her tennis lesson and she like leans in and gives him like a kiss on the cheek oh yeah and then he turns toward the camera and it just kind of like hits like a on the guitar oh yeah they love that (laughs) and he's like he's looking at the camera doing this I wish it would have had those like like quick zooms on his face, but wow, 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 like the, from those like old '60s shows and stuff. And it's just like, what? This is, it's truly insane. I mean, it's. I kind of want to watch more of it, but I don't know. I mean, I have time. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our that's our episode. A couple things we do to uh, to finish it off. We're going to rate the episode. I give some of our thoughts and just kind of a little, a little synopsis of what we thought of it. Uh, we're going to rate it out of a ten, uh, eh, out of ten potato salad sandwiches. Okay, I was <laughs> thinking that or like mojitos, but I like potato salad sandwiches. Potato salad sandwiches, baby, out of ten potato salad sandwiches. Josh, you want to go first? Uh, I'll kick us off. Uh, I definitely didn't like immediately hate this as much as you did, apparently. Um, I just maybe because, like I said earlier, I've become numb to a lot of the stuff you were saying. Um, <laughs> so I was just kind of like, oh, I just accepted that that's sometimes what Bird Notice does. Um, without thinking that you're right, like the last few episodes were a lot better, and this one kind of came out of nowhere. And it started so promising because I thought they were just, I thought it was going to be an all A plot where it's just like, all right, Sam and um, Michael are going to like track Carla down and stuff. And I was like, maybe this won't have a B plot. And then the most boring B plot came out of nowhere. And then the, the show oh. was mostly B plot and not good B plot. <laughs> Yeah, now it could be plot. Um, not it, it, we can't even call it a B plot because it wouldn't even get that grade in school. It would be a D plot. Oh shit! Um, right. Oh damn, fuck. dude. Damn. <laughs> damn, Tom. The oh. show about burning. Wow, that's a burn notice. That's a that's fucking a burn notice. Uh, I wish I. Well, I guess uh, a D would maybe be too generous in my uh, ten scale. So I'm just gonna go with probably four out of ten potato salad sandwiches because I liked Drunk Weston. And Sam had some fun lines, and, you know, I guess it did end. It did end. Hey, they all come to an end eventually, which is always a plus. Uh, Rob, <laughs> it actually you... didn't. It did not end. It's still <laughs> oh, on right shit, now. it's in my other tab. Oh, my God. <laughs> the kidnapper's back, and now he's got another plan, and he's drunk again. This is the burn notice episode that doesn't end, and it goes on and on. My turn now. <laughs> To be continued right now, and then just kept. <laughs> I going. just kept singing that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I would probably hit stop recording. It's the next, uh, just a bit of singing the song that doesn't end until I did stop recording and edit in my my rest of it, saying Paul decided to keep singing, so I I stopped the record. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast no longer exists. Delete it from your feeds. Yeah, that'd be a, that's an interesting podcast idea, though. You just, just sing, sing the song for as long as you can. Yep, Every just sing week. the song that doesn't end. It's called Lamb Chops Pod. It's called Lamb Chops End Credits Podcast. <laughs> I think it works. 
Oh, hell yeah. Lamb Chops I'm Play like, Along. Shout out Lamb Chops Play Along, by the way. Talk about good TV. Great shit. I'm going to go ahead and contact Forever Dog about that idea. All right. Dang. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so, Rod, do you want to give your thoughts and rate this one out of 10 eggs? Oh, or yeah. potato salad sandwiches? Not egg, uh, potato. You know, this is... Yeah, sure. Yeah, so this is my first burn notice. And, like, it's a very strange show, and it's very much of its time. But it's kind of, like, interesting to look back on this kind of TV show. So, I, I mean, I I don't know what happened in this episode, and I don't know, like, what is actually going on in the A-plot. Fair. But I did mostly enjoy it. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to give it a six. Hey, a totally acceptable, wholly okay. serviceable uh, six. Uh, okay. Potato salad sandwiches. Six potato salad sandwiches. You know, Beautiful. We got a, that's a lot of sandwiches. We have a burgeoning picnic. We just need some bug juice. Um, <laughs> so... Um, a couple of things about this episode. Wait, when you say bug juice, what did you mean? Like, you know, it's like uh, like a fruit punch type beverage, like a Kool-Aid type. Uh, type okay, sugary. because my have... uncle calls soy sauce bug juice for some reason. Huh, I always call it bug juice because at camp they called it bug juice because um, it attracts bugs because it's very sweet. Oh. oh. So, yeah, that just, that's Maybe why that's I was like, something. I've know. never heard anybody else call like soy sauce bug juice, so I had to stop you. No, I'm not, I, I still do not call soy sauce bug juice. That's weird. I only know bug juice from the old Disney Channel uh, reality show. So oh, there was there was a bug. Disney Channel reality show. It was wasn't bug it, juice? Wasn't it's it about a summer juice. camp? That was about it's camp, about a right? summer camp. Yeah. See, see, that is a camp thing. Okay. I remember I loved it, and I wanted to go to summer camp so bad. Oh man, I went to summer camp. Eh. Sorry, it's whatever. It's not really a thing in California, though. Um. So that's funny. I did yeah. my summer camp in California. Um. I did oh. one in Northern California for like a month when I was in middle oh, school. Oh, that's probably why. It was in like out of Reading, and we did like backpacking and like rock climbing and rappelling and shit. It was super cool. Like that was yeah, pretty that rad. Sounds, sounds cool. As that hell. was rad. I went whitewater rafting, which was fun. Oh, man. damn, that's way better. My summer, well, my summer camp was still cool. It was in Northern Arizona, but it was also a Christian camp. So uh, yeah, yeah. You know. This one was uh was my mom's uh like low key plan to try to send me to boarding school. She was hoping I would think it's so cool that I'd just like stay there and go to boarding school and like go away so it didn't work i, I stayed in michigan <laughs> oh wow that's yeah, yeah. really cool that your mom wanted to send you to boarding school yeah she's just straight up wanting to fucking get rid of me in middle school pretty cool stuff i think i maybe would have <laughs> signed up for it i think i would have been pretty excited i almost did because they had literally like a thing where you could like take your classes and also snowboard year round uh, so oh I God. almost did that, but like you know, sounds you're, like an anime. When you're when you're like a young lad and like you know you're an only child, like your friends mean a lot to you. So you're like, I can't leave my friends. No way. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, I that probably shit. I probably when you're like fucking too. twelve, you can't be trusted to make those decisions for yourself. You know. I would have made way more friends at that camp, though. Probably. I think all the I, snowboarding I would have freaking done. Yeah, that's that's also true. Oh I missed out on a lot 10, of good snowboarding. 1080 snowboarding would have prepared you. You'd been like, hell yeah. I'm I just went back to my uh, southeast Michigan landfills that had uh, fake snow poured over top of them. Much better. <laughs> Much better stuff. Um, all right, let me write this episode. We digress. Um, so, yeah, a couple of things about it. Uh, I, I hated the B-plot. There really wasn't anything going on there. Uh it's just I lost the threads a whole lot. And besides like the important things like the explosions and that there really wasn't anything for me to write home from. But all that being said, all of those notes aside, the biggest problem with this episode, the biggest problem I had 
with this episode was that it was 44 minutes long and that was 44 minutes that I had to pay attention to this shit for the podcast and not fucking play Animal Crossing. And for that reason, I'm giving it a zero out of 10. Fuck this Whoa. episode. <laughs> wow. You don't want- How you dare you take one? time away from me building my deserted island? I want my friends to come visit and I'm trying to get some Nook Miles. What the fuck? Are you done? Yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm not. Like I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> not even. Well, actually, if it's anybody's fault, it's literally his fault. It was his idea to do this podcast. That's yeah, true. This whole podcast was literally my idea. So every time I get uh, like this, I have to just remember that this was my idea. <laughs> okay. All right. So I did say earlier on this podcast, my rage would probably escalate, and it turns out I was right. What do you? Yeah. I didn't really. It escalated with like the peace, well, the most peaceful game too. You're talking about Animal Crossing. So can we please wrap this up, and I can get back to my island, guys? Yeah. No, that's a good idea. We can wrap it up, but Wonderful. we do have one review from a familiar face from last episode. This might make me we feel re- better. Yes, this is uh, the the famous Tim Matheson hater. Um, sand crab two seven seven. Very crabby. Lives lives up to the name. Ahoy, sand crab. Um, he's they're back again to review this episode, um, and the title of this review is more BS on more BS. Whoa. Paul, would you like to read it or should I? I'll go ahead. Uh, more BS. <laughs> That's a great title. More BS on more BS. Pathetic. Just pathetic. Not as bad as Tim Matheson. Pathetic, but almost. <laughs> He still has to slam wow, Tim Matheson. Poor Tim Matheson. Not even, not even in this episode. He directed the last episode. Tim Matheson did a lot of work. Like, he, you know what? Fuck that. Tim Matheson did a good job. Um, anyway, I've given up on this show. There is nothing credible about the plot or the characters. And then here's where I get mad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And Sharon Gless looks even worse when she sticks her fat arse in the way. You fucking asshole. You know what? You fucking arsehole. You know what? Bullshit. Sharon Glass is a king I, or queen. Holy shit. Sharon Glass is a queen. Um, she's beautiful. She's a wonderful mother. And how dare he disrespect her in this way? Okay, so <laughs> that was a beautiful review. And I've got a surprise for you. Oh, do you? Sandcrab277 wrote two reviews for this episode. Double reviews? <laughs> yes. All right. Both one stars. And he just, I maybe, and they're both on the same day, so I don't know why he split them up. Um, but he wrote, Trisha Helfer was not suitable for her role. She's a femme fatale, but in this role, she plays a dumbass way below her station. I could tell she will be history very shortly. Actually, the quicker the better. Well, and uh, the title of this uh, review is I Like Helfer Butt. <laughs> so this wow. dude wrote two reviews on the same day, August 29, 2018, and just wrote two reviews for some reason. Sandcrab is doing okay. He's doing great. Sand- Okay, so I I looked up Sandcrab two seven seven. I just looked him up online, and every one of his IMDb reviews is is basically a one star review. Correct. We we we, yep. we went on, yeah. we went down this hole last week. <laughs> <laughs> and Correct. they're for weird shows too. Weird shows. Yeah, Sandcrab only leaves one star reviews. <laughs> it's a pretty good bit. If I'm going to be honest. It's a pretty good bit of just just straight up bizarre shit. Yes. Yes. And like, they're still, they were left a review today for Spencer for Hire, episode 14, season three. So this guy's been watching Spencer also for numbers. Hire for three seasons and just hating every episode? He's still, yeah, he's still watching Spencer for Hire. He's watching that show Numbers where the E is a three. Oh, wow. James Badge Dale vehicle, right? Or no, that's sure. our... 
Or no, that's uh, what's the other one? There's a Rubicon. I was thinking about Rubicon. He's watching him out of order, so he left a review. This is now a Sandcraft two seven seven podcast. He <laughs> left a review for Spencer for Hire episode fourteen season three, and then yesterday, or I'm sorry, two days ago, left one for season three episode eight. Okay. Oh my god, this guy! He has, he just he does so many damn reviews. This is power insane. user, absolute power user. Oh my god, I love this guy. <laughs> He's been an IMDb member for 13 years. Wow, oh old head, God. incredible. F- Same what amount of time as Burton. Freak. All right, it. everyone, thanks for coming to Sandcast, uh, the Sandcrab 277 podcast. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> serious. I hope uh, I don't want to look ahead. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna intentionally not look ahead because I really hope he keeps leaving reviews. Yeah, yeah, for the we'll show. we'll revisit Sandcrab <laughs> for sure, um, and we will revisit him at another time because uh, we got to get out of here. That's the episode, folks. Let's do some plugs. Rod, what do you got going on? Plug some stuff, please. Oh yeah, um, you could always check out my podcast, the American Arts and Culture Review, and you can uh, ch- watch me on Twitch. It's just twitch.tv slash Rodney Barry. You check me out there, follow me, and and hang out. I just play Pokemon all the time. Do it. We love it. Hey, if you want to... You bought Shield 2, which is respect. That was my version. If you'd like to watch a Twitch stream that isn't Animal Crossing, please check out Rodney Barry because everyone else is playing Animal Crossing. It's nice to be playing one different game. So Counter-programming. Yeah, uh, you can certainly find me playing Animal Crossing uh, at twitch.tv slash thickflare. That's like all I'm doing now, so just get used to that. Uh, it's my life. Um, we're having a great time. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at thickflareTTV there. Uh been posting a lot and uh, getting blocked by weird British wrestling guys, so that's been a really good time. <laughs> uh, just some, just some really, really weird normal, normal stuff day. online. Yeah, yeah, normal online stuff. So uh, please follow me there, uh, Josh. Where can they find you? Where can they find us? They can find us at Burn Notice Pod on Twitter, and as you said earlier, they can email Burn After Noticing at gmail.com for anything. Um, you can find me at Shake and Bakey pretty much everywhere. Twitch. Uh, Twitter, um, pretty much like any gaming service. If that's a name available, it's probably me. Um, so yeah, check me out there. I'm I'll, like you. I'm playing Animal Crossing, but also sometimes Fortnite uh, per my Bazizio requirements, which, you know, again, twitch.tv slash Bazizio if you'd like to see me on there too. Absolutely. Um, that's uh, that's all we got for this week. Uh, we'd like to thank you, Rodney, for joining us. Uh, that was, uh, yes. I know it wasn't the best episode. But we had a great time having you on and we're really glad you came. Hey, no, thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. It's nice to do anything other than sit around or work. (laughs) Very American Arts and Culture Review is truly one of my favorites. I literally found out about you guys from uh, BugCon, which I think you had even said on your Bobby Horror one, that episode probably just never coming out because you recorded next to a Super Smash Brothers tournament. Um, but it was still, I was still like, what is this podcast? And it truly is now like I listen to it every week because it's truly great. Oh, thanks, dude. Thank you. Hell yes. So everybody, please listen to that. If you Do listen it. to our podcast and don't listen to that, I actually don't want you to listen to my podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Damn. While planting your flags. I mean, listen to our podcast if you want to listen to our podcast. <laughs> I'm like but, taking it now. Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, check I mean, out my just, podcast too. But definitely listen to Rodney's podcast too. Like, listen to them both. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a requirement now. I'm, I'm laying it down right now. It's a requirement. Well, you heard the man. You got to do it. That's all the time <laughs> we have. Folks. I don't. Ha- I don't have time to disagree with them, folks. We got to leave. Sorry. Uh, as we say every week. Uh, first of all, stay safe, but don't get burned. Don't get burned, folks. Woof woof. Sound off in the chat. Oh, yeah. Thank you Thank again, you. Rod. Thank you. Later, guys. all. Bye. Bye.